Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And you're listening to the Anime Triad. All right. So we are back once again with another movie review. And this week, we're continuing our explorations in the Ghost in the Shell universe with Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence. And Michael is going to start us off. So, you know, Thomas Edison once said, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. And um, I feel like that's, just kind of how this movie, the script writers felt because just about every other line was a quote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh my God. So, yes. <laughs> I will be conducting my review in a similar fashion <laughs> because you know, they say you will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. Maya Angelou. Um, <laughs> This man. Okay, so just just to start with the aesthetic of this movie, it creeped the the the, the cuss word out of me. I, I I was just creeped out the whole time. I mean, like way creepier than the last one. The these dolls with their their staring dead eyes that then they open up and want to kill themselves. And like, I just I'm sorry, bro. Like. I I actually had a really hard time finishing this movie. I watched a pretty significant portion of it muted. Like if it was just music, it was muted. I just I wouldn't have it on. I I actually couldn't do it. Um and then like sometimes I would just skip those parts to be like, okay, let me see when somebody going to start talking again. Um cuz and even that was hard. As far as the plot is concerned, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it's your typical detective story, you know, uh, mystery thing with robots losing control. We got to figure out who's controlling them. I mean, just your typical creepy stuff happened along the way. Like, you know, it, it was one of those things. Look, I mean, here's the thing. In the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. And that's Abraham Lincoln. Because, you know, life is a succession of lessons which must be lived to be understood. So I really had to watch this movie to see how bad it was. My God, I feel you like know? I'm I feel like I'm watching the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole dialogue. It's not watchable. Like, OK, no, it might be watchable. I'm just going to be real. Uh, OK, Sean and Ben's reviews are going to be a lot more reflective of the truth of this movie than mine. Because Don't count I on could it. Not. Well, Don't count uh, on it. <laughs> Y'all aren't bothered by the creepiness is all I'm saying. And so you'll you'll have a little bit more objectivity than I will, because uh, I could not get past how creepy it was. And and in trying to, all I really heard was quote after quote, platitude after platitude. I mean, look, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. John Lennon. That's right. <laughs> I mean, the greatest glory in living lies not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. And this movie fell 
And it's not going to get back up because it's dead. I'm never watching it again. I'm not going to tell nobody to watch it. And I'm not going to watch no more. <laughs> this this pretty much put the pin in it for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, y'all kind of get, I don't know. I, I guess it's, I don't know what grade to give it, to be honest. I don't feel like I was able to watch it objectively enough to give it a grade. Like for me, it's an E. Like just as a personal, it's too creepy. They, they, the story was, I couldn't even pay attention to it because I was so creeped out. And the dialogue was all quotes. So, uh, it's an E. Maybe like realistically, it's a D. I don't know. Don't trust me. Just listen to Sean and, and see what he says, and maybe you'll get a better idea if you're a Ghost in the Shell fan. What you think, Sean? Cool. Um, so in the immortal words of Walt Disney, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. <laughs> and I'm going to be doing that by talking because it, this is a podcast. <laughs> so, yes, this movie is uh, a, some a semblance of a sequel. Uh, same universe, a lot of this, uh, a lot of similar characters. Um, Bato is kind of like the main character in this movie who was kind of the major's friend in the first movie. And yeah, just like Mike said, he's detective and there's this kind of thing where somebody is taking dolls um, and making them do stuff. It's very, I, I got the very much a feeling of the movie. I robot from it um, because they did talk about how like, you know, people had robots and they were discarding them after they kind of, you know, after they got the new update with the new camera and spent an extra amount of money on it, it's like it's like the new iPhones, right? So um, they, they talked about that and how that kind of relates to dolls and whatnot. Um, and so it's just trying to figure out who's doing the bad thing. It's fine, fine movie. There's plenty of movies like it, anime or you know, live action. So it's it's got similar beats um, to any other you know detective type of movie or show that we've seen. So very familiar. And so in that regard, it was easily digestible. Like I wasn't lost. I knew exactly what was going on the whole time. Um, the the kind of repeating of time towards the end got me for the first second. And I realized like, okay, they're in a loop because you know, this is the, the time of uh, the time of ghosts in the shell where that stuff could easily happen. Um, but the, the majority of the time, like I was watching this movie and while the first movie really had this, you know, underlying tone of, you know, of, I think therefore I am. And, you know, just because I'm not technically human or I'm not, you know, I, I don't have a soul. But does that mean I don't have life? And they talked about it a little bit, but it was a lot more. It was very much there was undertones of it. Right. So like it wasn't just bashing you in the face. This movie was just beating you over the head with all of these different philosophical things and quotes. And I mean, they like the first two minutes, they were like Descartes once said, and it's like, okay, well like, and then every other line, every other line was a philosophical quote or whatnot. And it definitely distracted from the movie. Um, animation was good. I mean, it's, it's the classic like CGI esque um, animation. There's nothing wrong with that. Bato. I like his design. You know, he's a little, a little more, um jaded nowadays right he doesn't have the major who kind of was his what he calls guardian angel um around anymore so he's kind of the guy who's got to step up he's kind of 
you know, the old man in a sense, like we don't really know how old he is. He's a cyborg. So maybe he doesn't age anymore, but like he's got the hair grown out. He's kind of in charge in a lot of ways, like the leader guy. Um, He's got a basset hound, which was cool. But then they start talking about like, you know, if you feed your basset hound wet food, it's better than the dry food. And it's like, what are we talking about here? Like very weird. With all that being said, for the for me, this movie's probably like a B minus. Um, it's not a bad movie by any means. It's very, again very easily digestible. It's interesting to kind of see this world of of ghosts in the shell, continuing to see different things about it and different characters and all these other uh, types of things. Um, and we see the major come back towards the end, which was kind of cool. Not a bad movie, but definitely the the lines and the philosophical phrases and the quotes is it was too much. It was too much and it really detracted from the movie. Um, I think if they would have removed all those quotes and that kind of stuff and just had normal dialogue, um, I don't know if they felt like man, they like they wrote the script and then felt like, oh man, we have a 40 minute movie. Like we gotta put in another like 30 minutes worth of philosophical quotes in there not sure exactly what happened or they wanted to just take what was in the first movie that were undertones and make it like front and center um but it it definitely detracted like we're trust your audience like if they're going to see a ghost in the shell 2 movie that means they understood the themes and the subtleties that were happening in the first movie you don't need to you don't need to bash people over the head with it. That's the last time I'm going to say that phrase. But for me, I'm, I'm going to say a B minus. I think it easily could have been a B plus um, without those quotes and whatnot. But yeah, it definitely detracted. So that's my grade. Ben. It sucks. All right. Thank you for joining this week. Um, I was hey, man, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. I can't. All right. Um, I'm uh, joking aside. So visually, the movie is great. It's good. I like the visual aspect of the movie a lot. I'm with Michael. I actually wish um, they did something different with the music, just because it it's the same as the first one, which came out in 1995. This sequel was made in 2004. Normally, when you make a sequel nine years after the first one, it doesn't usually go very well. So, here's my take on why it didn't go very well. The first word that comes to mind when I think of this movie is pretentious. The second thing I think of is tedious. Tedious exposition. And it got to a point where I'm watching and something would happen and they're taught like they, they have like a like they'll be meeting with their boss and then there's exposition or they're in the car and there's exposition that he's in the store and like stuff happens. And I'm like, I have to like pause and go back. Like, did I miss something? Like, what did I miss? What the hell happened? Where are we going? All they did, they were. They were either going somewhere to shoot up a place or going somewhere to get hacked. That was what happened. Sh- getting shooting up places or getting hacked. So like 
they go and like there's like the doll and he's meeting with the boss. Then he then they're like, OK, Yakuza. Then they go shoot up the Yakuza place. They come back. Then he goes to the store where he gets hacked. Then he comes back. And then it's just this back and forth between two locations. And that's just the entire time. The quotes, the philosophical dribble that is going on in this movie, I felt like I was being read like the senior quotes from a high school yearbook the entire time. And just for that, here's my quote, since we all have quotes. Ah. All great men are dead. I myself am not feeling so hot. That's by me. That was my senior quote. <laughs> so... And I didn't make that up. That was real. So anyway, um, I digress. The movie I thought was great, like like at certain spots. The Yakuza fight was pretty fun. Like I was like, yeah, shoot him up. That's awesome. I really like when they go to the mansion. So I'm going to isolate this one scene. They're kind of going through, right? They're doing the overhead fly. And then you see the cathedral, which I'm pretty sure is the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Like that was Notre Dame Cathedral just in like a virtual thing. Because if you look at the back, it has the round back or it could be the Basilica. I can't remember. Um, I tried to do research, but nobody I, nobody could confirm what it was. But that was a real historical landmark that they copied into that part of the movie when they were flying over that giant church thing. So and you I, know, think I, I know what both of those look like, but I don't remember because I was just like creeped out and not. Yeah, like paying attention and I'm. So I thought that was cool. So we get to the mansion and there's that loop he's stuck in, right? I was so beside myself because the whole movie, I'm thinking, what did I miss? That when they do the first loop, I'm like, did, did I hit a key? Did I backspace? And then he comes in and the puppet's him. And I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. Did I miss this or is this new? And they do it again and it's Bato. And I was like, okay. All right, it's a loop. I got it now. And I was concerned. I was like, did I have a stroke in the middle of watching this movie? Uh, they answer your question. No, I did not have a stroke while watching this movie. But I'm watching it, but I don't feel like I watched it. Because nothing like sunk in. Nothing sunk in. Now, I will say in the mansion, when in the loop, one of the loops he sees... The, the doll, the young doll that was the majors in the first movie. And then another loop, he sees 2501, which was the puppet master's code from his program. That was his title of his program of the project when they made the puppet master. So you see her, you see the puppet master, which kind of alludes back to the, that they're, they're one being sort of. But at the end of the movie, you kind of got that. No, this is just the major living in the net. That the puppet master is not even there. So I digress. I kind of answered a question for us, I guess, of the many that we had. But the movie itself is difficult because like, OK, for example, the parade, which was visually very nice. It was cool music. I'll go of Mike. That music was creepy. And it, and it had a bunch of those, right? Those like, oh, my God, like. This like tedious lamentation the whole time was just sad and melancholy. So like the parade looked cool. I wish it had better orchestra. Like I wish there was orchestration with this movie. Like, like, like give me something new. Give me something that's really going to 
get oh, me involved. Oh, I got one. I got one. <laughs> your your mic cut out the entire time because of oh, the gain. So I'm gonna have to edit <laughs> that out now. I thank you. Uh, I'm okay, here I I got you here. I will do it again. Did it hear at that time? It heard some of it. I'll work it out. Anyway. Oh well. <laughs> so because of this lack of like m- like original music and like again, I'm gonna say good music because I'm tired of hearing the same like creepy thing over and over again. Uh we got stagnant on those like transition scenes where we could have like done something more. Like Honestly, honestly, I I don't usually say this, but could we have blown something up? Could we have could we have done more action? Because damn, I was bored of shit. Yeah, so, like nothing happened. There was so much tedious exposition that I'm like, actions speak louder than words, y'all. Okay. Um. Interesting fact: the parade scene. I did some digging. That parade scene took them a year to make. Wow. Of like five minutes. It was like five minutes long, too. Like it took him a year to like create. Which I go, that's cool. Okay. You spent, but like you're telling me you spent a year on five minutes, but you couldn't spend a year on good dialogue or music or any. Oh, you know what? There was one good music. It was, and it was at the very beginning. It was when he was in the car and it was like the jazz. That oh, was that was, on. yeah, that was real nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, that song ooh. was dope and it gave me hope. I was like, oh, thank God. This movie's not going to be as creepy as the last one. No, it yes. Was. It was. And then it just, it um, never there came was, back. There was another jazz moment. It was the the vocalist. There was a, a lady singing. That was nice too. You might have, yeah, yeah. like, that was yeah, nice. Yeah. There were some horns and that. So that was good. But, it's background music that's just like 30 seconds at most. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did not enjoy this movie. If I were to summarize, I didn't really know what was going on. Minus the like, hey, these sex dolls are going crazy and killing their masters. We have to stop them. And like... <laughs> That's basically all I remember from it. <laughs> yeah, like these sex dolls were killing their people. And then, well, and then Bato was like giving this little girl shit because she didn't want to be killed to become a robot. How about that part? It's like, you didn't think about these dolls? And it's like, no, because they're no longer human. Like, because like their brain gets zapped, right? The brain gets zapped and like their brain dies and their copies into these dolls. And that's like the dark secret. And I was like, and another thing, they didn't really explain that super well. They just kind of said it. It's like, Oh, okay. Also they go to this ship. How, like there's just a ship where they're manufacturing these dolls. And Bato just like knows all these random people from his past. Apparently. Okay. Sure. What the hell? What the hell? Anyway, I digress. It's like, I didn't know what was going on. And I got to a point where I was like, I guess I just don't care. I just, I just want y'all to shoot some stuff up. Now I did think the little doll fight sequence in the major comeback was pretty cool. That was nice. I was like, all right, cool. We kind of, it was like when you're doing a, like a, if you're running like a race and a little second wind to like, 
all right, I, I got to like at least look like I've been running the entire time to finish the run out. That's what it felt like. It's like I got to at least look good going across the finish line. I like the dolls when they were just cutting off the soldiers' heads. With oh, their yeah, actually, that was kind of cool. That was a that was a, a Super Saiyan two Gohan impression when he's fighting the Sail Juniors. Juniors. He just they were just yeah, one that, shotting those soldiers, man. Oof. Yeah, I, I was I was very creeped out by that point. I, I was yeah. not enjoying that scene. Yeah, the doll- you should not go. You should not go see the movie Megan. My oh hell no! I know for a fact I don't need to see that movie. Oh uh, yeah, hell no! You shouldn't have seen this movie. Damn, like I, yeah, d- damn right I shouldn't <laughs> have seen this movie. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have trouble with like the rest of my night. Like, well, and here's my thing. Like, I, I I was doing some research before we started this movie, and I'm going on. People are like going, "It's a masterpiece." Oh, it's next level. And I'm saying like, what is what is a masterpiece about this movie? I don't have a problem if you like the mood, like if you enjoy that super, like like some people like darker things. If it's some, the, yeah, if it's the aesthetic that you like, okay, yeah, fine. But nothing about this is a masterpiece. Get, please no. stop with the pretentiousness. And it seemed arrogant. Like arrogance, the last word I would use. That like the director and the right, like their their vision for this movie was that we want to be, we want it to be so complex thinking that we want people to just kind of like be all like jaw dropped. But the problem is it's just arrogance is what I felt from it. And it's just not enjoyable because it's we, the conversation we had about shows that are bingeable and shows that are good, right? Quality and bingeability are not the same. This is neither. I, I like it, it felt slow and tedious. I'm not going to give it an E because there were a couple parts I did enjoy, but I'm going to give this movie a D D for damn like and with, damn. And with that being said, I want to say a quote from Gilda Radner. I want a perfect ending, but now I've learned the hard way some poems don't rhyme and some stories don't have a clear beginning middle and end a terrible quote get the out of here (laughs) man terrible movie movie. i have reached the end of my rope with this and as fdr said when you reach the end of your rope tie a knot in it and hang on all right that's the end (laughs) <laughs> you know what no i changed my grade it's an e i'd rather watch bio broly again than ever watch this movie We here at the Anime Triad are very thankful to have the opportunity to share our content with our listeners. If you're thinking about starting your own podcast, it's never been easier than with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Not to mention, you'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, 
tools to promote your episodes, and much more. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, so don't delay. Join us and over 100,000 other podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. And if you follow the link in our show notes, it lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and you'll get a $20 credit when you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show.